It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, American Beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is your source for common sense, conservative values. Welcome here. We are so excited to have you. If you're new to the program, give us some time. Give us a listen. I think it's cool to listen to a female, a mom, a proud American uh, who loves this country more than anything. Espouse those values from the heart. I'm not a connected politician. Um, I'm just a mom. And what I see going on in this country, you see too. And this is where we talk about it freely. It's a beautiful thing when you own the radio network because I do not censor myself. (laughs) We tell the truth. And if that's what you're in for, if that's what you're hungry for, well, pull up a chair to the table because you are welcome in our home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen it was right around the justice kavanaugh confirmation hearings where you'll remember that huge march on washington dc with all the women coming out of the woodwork all of them putting on their ridiculous vagina hats and demanding that we as humanity Believe all women. Believe a woman when she tells you that she has been victimized by a man in a sexual way. And it started this Me Too movement of suck, which has neither moved the needle nor done anything to open up a logical conversation about where we are in this country. And I called out that movement. And I did a video. This is well before I was here. I was in between television and radio. And I was enjoying being a mom. I'd been fired from my TV job for talking about black-on-black crime in my community and how it needs to stop and by electing the same people who promise to fix problems and make things better but who never do is just an exercise in insanity. And that got me fired. Racist! All right. So I returned to my home and I did something that was the greatest four years of my life. And I focused on my family. And I saw my children grow up at pivotal times in their lives. 
But when I saw this, the confirmation hearings with Brett Kavanaugh as Christine Blasey Ford, clearly a troubled woman. Whatever happened to her, troubled, no question. She didn't have the goods on Brett Kavanaugh, didn't have the specifics. And because logically so, Susan Collins from Maine, I remember this. Susan Collins from Maine, who is a lukewarm, wishy-washy establishment swamp creature hack. She's got the lowest conservative liberty score out there, right? She made a statement. It all hinged on her vote. Was Brett Kavanaugh. Arguably a very talented jurist. And by all intents, before Christine Blasey Ford stepped forward with a note and said, I've been raped by this man. Up until that point, Brett Kavanaugh just did his thing and he did it well. And his whole life was torn to shreds. And they dug into it and they made up lies about him and women took the bait. And it was a very dark day. As a woman... As an ovary-having person, for those of us who don't know what a woman is, I was deeply troubled by the piling on of easily fooled women who decided to march on Washington, demanding, banging on the doors, hear our voices. And I went on Facebook before it got hacked. I went on Facebook. And I said, look, this is a very dangerous thing that we're dealing with here. Because if you want everybody out there just to believe you as a woman, you're going to give rise to every insecure, spotlight-seeking narcissist out there. And where does it end? Any girl, any woman, anywhere, anytime, any school, any workplace can allege anything about a man and we're told to believe it very dangerous precedent to set and i remember a local radio station called me and they're like oh because it blew up right blew up we want you to come on and tell us what you meant by that i'm like sure absolutely it was the radio station that later would hire me and then fire me (laughs) right that's the cycle of being a truth-telling conservative and i went on and i defended my position look as a mother of five sons Do you not think I'm keenly aware of crazy USA? Because I am. And I've had to have a conversation with my adult sons, who at the time were in college. One was, at least. Be very careful about the company you keep. Be very careful about anything out there. Because it is the wild, wild west. And I don't want you to get hogtied in it. And they understood what I meant outcry. Some people were very upset with what I said. People who are weak and easily strung along by a sucky narrative don't like it when you call out their feckless weakness. And I have no problem doing that. Excuse me. So I'm reading some of this stuff about this E. Jean Carroll case today. This is going on In New York, as we speak, Donald Trump is going between the caucus, the first primary in New Hampshire, all the while bogged down by all of this litigation, this nonsense, which is simply intended to slow him down, to overwhelm him, to load him down with garbage and have him just either be convicted 
or who knows what else, right? So in her testimony, E. Jean Carroll apparently conceded on cross-examination, Alina Habba, she is Donald Trump's attorney. She's saying E. Jean Carroll, who alleges Donald Trump 30-odd years ago, raped her in the dressing room of a New York department store. Donald Trump has said, I have no idea who that woman is. She's not my type. Oh, what a pig. Well, I mean, really, what's the problem there? And still a liberal judge awarded her $5 million in some defamation case because E. Jean Carroll claims, because Donald Trump says she's not my type, she's crazy, and this is all garbage, that he has ruined her reputation. And that she said on the stand, I knew I was going to get blowback when I came out, and I said, with just a week to spare or so, in the statute of limitations, which had been modified in New York, so she could jump in here and file this case, right? How so weird that is, right? She would go on and say, without evidence, of course, that she'd been damaged. Oh, my gosh. And while Donald Trump wasn't found guilty of rape or anything in that regard, they, of course, couldn't let him off the hook. Got to drag him down more. So here we are in this defamation case. And E. Jean Carroll says, of course, that she was so targeted by people after she came out and said what Donald Trump allegedly did to her that she started getting death threats. So many death threats she had to go out and get ammo for the gun that she inherited from her deceased father. And that she has a pit bull who she normally walks around with and leaves leashed, apparently, in the house. Right? Please. She now has to let him be off leash and has to make sure, you know, neighbors know that there could be people lurking in the yards who want to attack her. Lady, you need psychological counseling. And then we need to identify who on the Democrat Party, who in the swamp is compensating you, what book deal you've gotten, because I'm sure it was an instant New York Times bestseller. Haven't even looked for it, but I'm sure it's out there. Who's working on you to get you to do this? So Alina Haba, the attorney for Trump, on cross-examination says, well, where where is the evidence? You got emails. Where are those emails? What do you think her defense was? E. Jean Carroll's. Oh, I deleted those. They were so painful. I couldn't stand it. This petty garbage that Donald Trump is, is mired in right now is just a symptom of a much broader disease. We have a really insecure group of people out there who are desperate to do whatever needs to be done. One, to become stars in the spotlight. Two, to possibly get rich. But three, to push this narrative, which is such bogus bogosity. And by the way, E. Jean Carroll, and to you and everybody else who plays some card that waters down true disparity, true rape, true harassment, it is because of you that none of us will believe again. I will not believe the justice system. I will not believe the FDA. I will not believe the FBI. I won't believe the Department of Education. I won't believe the World Health Organization. I won't believe in anything because of losers who have to manipulate the system to push a desired end that screws everybody else. I'm done. So, When we come back, we're going to talk about today's theme, dangers to democracy. I say frivolous litigation to skewer your political opponent. Absolutely at the top of my list today. And it grows next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. 
I guess they came out of the shoot a little hot today, if we're going to have that music bed leading into just the second segment of today's program. So we're going to walk through today a bunch of different examples of the actual threats to democracy. Uh, clearly, you and I are not fooled by this narrative that it's MAGA extremism, that it's people who are white, it's uh, Christian evangelicals, white uh, evangelical Christians. Uh, it's all of that. Uh, it's so stupid that I'm not even going to waste much oxygen on that. But we're going to give you the actual threats. So, and I think Brock and I were both just kind of rendered speechless this morning when we realized it's coming up on the one-year anniversary of the tragic and completely woefully managed toxic train derailment explosion, right? Let's light it on fire. That makes sense. Oh, now let's hose it with a bunch of stuff that seeps into the, right? East Palestine, Ohio. Perfect idea. Great idea. Super job by the federal authorities. Did you know that Meta, Facebook, apparently has been uh, monitoring what you and I say about it? Not allowed to talk about it. Wow, that just smacks of the First Amendment, doesn't it? So on the website, reclaimthenet.org, we bounce all over the place, like to share with you our sources so you can double check us, make your own decisions. Advocacy Group seeks EPA records on Facebook censorship of East Palestine train derailment posts. Now, this is personal to Brock and me. This is an hour from where we are presently. We can get there in less than than an hour. And we went there about 12 days after that derailment, after the toxic smoke, all of the crap seeped into the water, all of the cover-up, and now, of course, the crickets, just like Lahaina, nobody wants to talk about it. And we suffered the effects almost two weeks later, almost immediately. The burning in our throat, coughing, burning eyes, your skin, undeniable, right? How dare this even be a thing? The Government Accountability Project, which builds itself as the leader in whistleblower protection, including advocacy and litigation, has announced a Freedom of Information Act request This is where we've got to get our news these days, ladies and gentlemen, because the media ain't doing it. Got to file a FOIA aimed at shedding light on alleged censorship involving online posts concerning the Norfolk Southern train derailment. Who are the top two shareholders in Norfolk Southern again? I forgot. Oh, that's right. BlackRock and Vanguard. The accident happened in East Palestine, Ohio, early February 2023. And attracted attention online, considering that as many as 38 train cars loaded with hazardous materials were involved. And some of them kept burning for several days. Finally, extinguishing these poisonous flames brought trouble. The fumes released prompted the authorities to evacuate people from within a mile radius. Because that moved the needle. Because the wind doesn't move stuff beyond that. It was pretty serious, and it's not entirely clear as if all the pertinent information, you know something people might well be expected to try to learn more about and discuss online in this day and age, people didn't really feel like they were getting the real deal. What? You're not being told the truth from your government? So weird. Well, not so fast. Facebook, Meta, was, according to the Government Accountability Project, fairly quick to try to suppress by means of deleting or flagging posts that raised the issue of possible health risks. 
related to the derailment. Not allowed to talk about that. Another thing that ended up derailed here, the FOIA filing suspects, suspects and wants clarified. Excuse me, let me say that again. Another thing that ended up derailed here, the FOIA filing suspects and wants clarified, may have been the proper democratic process where the government keeps its citizens freaking informed and aware. Apologize to myself, my mates here in the uh, floor of our building because I know I scream and they can hear it. Sometimes you gotta. However, the FOIA requests, as I just said, the need for information sought to vi- uh, via the request to be revealed is explained by whistleblower and scientist Scott Smith discovering elevated dioxin levels in East Palestine. And then when posting about it on Facebook, only to get his public figure account flagged. A resident previously tagged him as she was sharing a link to a mainstream media article. Prior to that, the advocacy group says Wallace received a text from another guy, an EPA region leader on the ground and a Homeland Security advisor telling her to remove her Facebook post where she posted to think critically about answers the EPA was giving residents regarding their health. You know, that the water is fine to drink, that the soil should be okay. And no, 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 we aren't detecting anything in the air. Just go ahead and live your lives. Hope you're not pregnant. But anyway, go live your lives. Anyone who cares about their constitutional rights and free speech needs to pay attention to what is going on in East Palestine, Ohio, and has been for a year. This is why we need EPA records to shine light on any coordination with Facebook to suppress the free sharing of information on what is currently happening to the residents. This is why people have to go underground and use weird aliases while reporting in Lahaina in the United States of America. You're not allowed to ask questions. You're not allowed to see with your own eyes or feel that odd feeling in your belly when you know everything that's being told to you is a lie. This is the same stuff, ladies and gentlemen, that the the Weaponization Oversight Committee gleaned yesterday in testimony that not only did Bank of America let the government know who was in Washington, D.C. in and around January 6th of 2021, they also helped flag certain posts or rather bills and fees for shopping at places like what? Cabela's? Dick's Sporting Goods? You want to buy a Bible? Anything that says MAGA, patriotism, love America? You got flagged, ladies and gentlemen. The weaponization. The dangers to democracy. We don't have to dig deep. When we come back, friends, never forget what they did to you as we're supposed to brace for disease X. What? That's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Dangers to democracy. You know, it's interesting. A lot of countries that are, well, a lot might be a stretch. A handful of company, or countries that are ahead of us in the destruction to socialism and communism scale are about facing And their people are electing all new governments, all new kinds of people, people who are not involved in politics, but who represent the business values, the common sense values of the majority of the people. Argentina is one of these areas. And I was listening earlier this morning 
Javier Millet, the new president of Argentina, was addressing the World Economic Forum in Davos yesterday. And he had a 23-minute speech where he's talking about the economic reality and benefits of capitalism over this globalism, over this collectivism, this idea that this system is inherently rigged or rather um, inequitable and therefore we have to meddle with it and how it how it kills the entrepreneurial spirit and that businesses survive that are the best in their realm. That's why I have such ire for the people with the Department of Agriculture and anybody who's not willing to stand up for Amos Miller in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, whose farm, as an Amish man, whose farm has been rendered, shut down, closed for for business, no more business, because he dared to not fall in line with the demands of the statists. See, if Amos was hurting people, If there was a problem with his merchandise, if any of his his raw milks or cheeses or his meats or vegetables were making people sick, you know what would happen? People wouldn't shop there and Amos's business would close. That is the natural cycle of of capitalism. And listening to Javier Millet talk about it, it's very inspiring. Sweden is another one. In fact, we're going to be coming up in the third hour. We're going to take you live to Sweden and we're going to talk to our friend. Peter Emanuelson, who goes by the handle Peter Sweden, because their country in just the first 18 days of this new year with new, quote unquote, right wing governance is doing amazing things quickly. There's hope out there. Don't forget that hope. We have it, but we have to slug through the yuck before we get there. So I'm curious about this article that Dr. Malone has has put out, Dr. Robert Malone. We've had him on the program. This is one of those guys on our short list of people in the medical field who has been a dogged truth teller through all of this COVID nonsense, who has emerged from all of this as a true leader and truth teller and someone you can believe in in very tenuous medical times. And he drops this. It's the title of his substack. It's called Disease X and the Corrupt Lancet. The Lancet is a medical journal. My husband has gotten it as a, as a medical professional. It's a, yet another one like the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA. These things now suck because you have introduced dubious science as fact. Once you do that, you lose your credibility. I want to read this to you. It is Davos, the World Economic Forum week, and the mainstream media hysterical propaganda push from the globalists regarding disease X. It's what's coming. They think you you didn't learn enough from COVID, so they decided to to start concocting something that's supposedly more lethal and more horrifying and 100% deadly in the in the rats or the mice that it was injected into. They did more to test out how to kill us. Then they have tested on the quote unquote vaccines that are supposed to save us, right? On lab animals. Just take a gander at a few of the corporate mockingbird media headlines today, Dr. McCullough writes. Quote, next pandemic already on the way as expert warns disease X could kill 50 million people. I'm not even going to tell you where these headlines are coming from. World leaders gather over chilling disease X threat amid fears. Hypothetical outbreak could kill 20, 20 times more people. And then there's this one. Global elites plan for disease X. Next pandemic, 20 times more fatal than COVID. They're telling you what's going on, right? 
It's so obvious. It's so gross. Almost every major news in the news outlet, I should say, in the world, he writes, has run black propaganda pieces about this disease X. Why do I write black propaganda, he says? Because the quote unquote experts aren't actually named. The peer review papers supporting the thesis of a deadly pathogen causing 20 times more deaths in COVID-19 or killing 20 times more people than COVID-19 or killing 50 million people. They're non-existent. There are no experts. There is nobody named. Yet these narratives are all headline news in the mainstream media. This is just another exercise in globalized messaging to support the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum's pushed narrative that governments have to pour billions and billions of dollars into this largest transnational corporation in the world to cure a non-existent disease. What isn't black propaganda, but rather gray propaganda, is that this fear porn is being pushed by the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. Who officials are most of the featured speakers and panelists on Disease X at the Davos meeting this week? From the World Health Organization, excuse me, from the WEF website, quote, world leaders are set to discuss preparation for the next pandemic at the World Health Organization, at the World Economic Forum, rather, in Davos. Why would you say that? It's all planned, obviously. It's planned. It's calculated. They've got to do this. The gravy t- train needs to continue. Pharmaceutical companies are saying, whoa, we were super used to getting those billions. Now it's drying up because people are skeptical, right? We've tried to silence them on social media. It's not working. We've got to do something else. Well, maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. If we're going for net zero, which is really net zero population growth, and we're going to thin the herd a little bit, let's drop something on them that's truly awful truly awful at least we're going to build up to it that way and if we time it right right before an election that's pretty huge on planet earth november of 24 in the united states then bingo we're in business so they say this disease x is going to be zoonotic that money to surveil every speck of land in the world is the path forward to stopping disease x what a coincidence that the brand new CIA intelligence agency designated to run the National Counterproliferation and Biosecurity Center to surveil pathogens intends to do just that. And that this happens to be intended to run in parallel with the CIA mission to surveil the world for other nefarious purposes. Right? How else are they going to make sure you're cool with basically surrendering to everything that they want? Digital currency. You know, we're going to eliminate the dollar. We're going to eliminate all of that stuff. It's all going to be connected on a chip that maybe we'll put in your fingertip. It'll be itty bitty. It'll be so perfect. Instead of fumbling in your purse for your wallet, getting the right credit card out, and God forbid nobody wants to take cash anymore, that's okay. Just put your finger on this thing, bloop, and we'll connect to your bank account and deduct the funds. That sounds reasonable. And in order to access those funds, don't forget that you're going to have to be fully vaccinated. To be fully vaccinated, you're going to have to get like a lot of shots. And if you don't want to take the shots, that's cool because we're spending a lot of money making a patch that you just put on your arm, kind of like you're quitting smoking, right? There you go. Put it on. You won't even know it. 
and all the things that it's leaching through your skin into your bloodstream that may or may not disrupt your your testicles and the ability to produce sperm or your ovaries and the ability to make eggs or drop eggs. Yes. Well, I'm sure it'll be just fine. This is the conversation going on about disease X over there. Obviously, the globalists are planning another pandemic. And people all over the world never want to hear the word vaccine again after the pandemic we all had suffered through. So I want you to play, pay close attention because this is going to be the story that is going to be leaching out into the news if it hasn't already hit your mailbox, your inbox, your television screen yet. This disease X, it's going to happen in the wild. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to drop a bunch of money in it. And according to the World Health Organization, there must be a singular solution to it. Unless we all get together and do the exact same thing. Oh, do it for the greater good. It's magic. You're going to hear a lot of the same ideas, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the problem is when the Lancet decides to publish these findings and say, oh, no, we're hearing that there is something serious going on out there. That you need to be prepared right now. Bill Gates has his fingers all over it, so that means you can trust it. Ew. Who are you to believe anymore? To whom will you listen? Whom do you trust? Well, certainly not these people. But this is the story going on in Davos today. Dropping the storyline of disease acts on all of these muckety-muck elitists from all over the world to begin to disseminate the fear tactics. This stops when you say it does. This stops when you say, oh, hell no. When you refuse all of those stupid mechanisms of fear and you fight back and you do what they're doing in Germany and you do what they did in Italy and you do what they did even in communist China where people said, no mas, I'm done. The World Economic Forum has penetrated all knowledge institutions that benefit from the natural COVID-19 virus origins hypothesis and the silencing of other hypotheses, including anybody in the land of Realville who's like, dude, you guys created it in a lab. So obvious. We're not on the fence about this. And they know in order to keep you going back, getting updated, getting boosted, you gotta be scared. I reject that, and I know you do as well. So what's the next move? What do you do? You stay vigilant, you stay aware, you call out the sources that try to peddle this as the next thing. They're gonna tell you to be ready. They're gonna connect it to mail-in ballots. Don't go out, stay home, be safe. Don't risk it. It's all right. They think that you have not been fooled enough. And that they can go back to the trough and dip in again. And coming up, I have to read you something about Moderna and what they're doing to control the social media narrative about vaccine hesitancy. It's all about the Benjamins, certainly not about health. 
When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about this. Why you can never, ever trust the media, particularly when they want to tell you about guns. This particular story takes us to Washington State. It's important because it's going to come to a state near you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, when these narratives that are so obvious and and dumb fall apart, it's kind of fun for us to be able to say, oh, that's unfortunate. I got this from, let's see, where is this? This is a website I'm unfamiliar with, but look, oh no, this is from The Federalist. After media brutalized gun freedom law, violent crime drops in Florida. Well, that's interesting. What do you get when more people out there and everybody knows the law has changed and so people can carry constitutional carry, right? In Florida, are you more as a criminal? Are you more or less likely to pull a gun and try to do some gangster garbage that makes everybody unsafe when you know that everybody around you has the potential to be carrying. Well, it's funny. It has a, a sobering effect on crime, apparently, when other people can carry. Here we go. When Florida became the 26th state to adopt constitutional carry, corporate media and the Democrats lost their minds. None of the requirements for how citizens obtained guns in the Sunshine State changed. When Florida House Bill 543 became law January 1st of last year, that did not stop the anti-gun press, which were not welcome at the signing, of course, from claiming that permitless concealed carry would exacerbate shootings. Well, interestingly, that's a problem because let's see what's going on. Now, more than six months after the law's adoption, evidence contradicts all the fear-mongering on the left. The law allowing law-abiding citizens to carry a loaded gun for self-defense would result in more, quote, senseless tragedies. Since the legalization of constitutional carry in July of 23, Florida's biggest cities saw a significant decrease in violent crimes, including shootings. You don't say. You mean people don't like to be shot back at what? In Jacksonville, murders and homicides dropped 6% in 2023 from the previous year. And that was only in a few short months. The real record-breaking reduction in homicides, though, was recorded in Miami. In 2022, the municipality recorded 49 homicides. By 2023, that number was down to 31, the fewest number of killings ever recorded in the Magic City. Didn't know it was called that. Miami also reported a 34% drop from 151 to 100 in non-fatal shootings and 124 fewer non-contact shootings than in 2021. And that change mirrors a national trend in less violent crime in 2023. Now, so you've got that inconvenient truth pushing back against this. Oh, my gosh. But by the way, can we just say that the last, what, six or seven tragic school shootings involved transgender or lunatic leftists. This is why these are not widely publicized. This is why you don't have the anti-gun lobby beating down against the NRA. But this is also why you don't have coverage of who these perpetrators are. Why would you not want to share the manifesto of a shooter if we're interested in the psyche of what causes somebody to snap, right? Well, you don't want to talk about that when that person is a card-carrying member of your lunatic fringe party. 
And that's exactly what they're doing. So meantime, over in a blue state, Washington state, a bill would make getting ammunition a privilege. A privilege. This is like the soft bigotry of low expectations just in the Second Amendment. This is the, the eventual softening of the strength of your constitutional right to keep and bear arms. We're going to make it sound good. We're going to put soft and fuzzy edges around it. We're going to make it emotional. We're going to make it something that is reasonable. But it sucks. So according to Jason Rance of KTTH Radio, Washington Democrats hope to reclassify ammunition. I think I need a lobotomy. Ammunition as a privilege to take away gun rights. State Representatives Mylin Tai and Liz Berry, both Democrats, <gasps> shocking, introduced House Bill 2238 using the guise of public safety. There it is. Always it's about your safety. It's about your well-being. It's about these Democrats, these do-gooders telling you that <gasps> they know how to keep you safe. Let me help you. It's my job. Meanwhile, they're doing everything to put you in danger. They claimed access to ammo is the cause of violence. ha! <laughs> That's so stupid. Do these people look in the mirror and they say, gosh, I'm so good at sucking. This is so great how talented I am at being horrible to everybody, right? The bill adds an 11% sales tax and use tax on top of the sales tax and other taxes levied when you purchase ammunition in Washington. We're just going to price you out of it. What are they doing to Donald Trump? We're going to bog you down. We're going to slug you. We're going to absolutely bury you. That's what they tried to do with cigarettes, right? What does it cost to buy a pack of cigarettes today? Uh, What what is it? Plasma? You've got to go to the, take some plasma out and sell it to the government to be able to afford a pack of cigarettes anymore these days. That's what they're doing, right? We're going to put every tax in the world on this because we want to control your behavior. It's for your greater good. The bill also claims consumers do not have a right to purchase ammo. It is now a privilege. Oh, it is a privilege to trample all over the Constitution and the Second Amendment. But wait a minute. I thought, I thought it was those MAGA extremists who were the threat to democracy. Wow. The dangers, in fact, are all around us. And if they exist in your state legislature, it is not sufficient to simply talk about, can you believe that that's going on? We're at this critical point where action is demanded. Action is the, it's the only response. Sitting back and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so opposed to that, doesn't go far enough. These people who think they can do this who can whitewash words in the Constitution and take away your God-given and American citizen rights have to be shut down. So is today our call to action? I don't know. You decide, because when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue with this conversation about these dangers to democracy, and they lurk in more areas than you possibly know. How about in the immigrations and customs enforcement arena. Oh yes, that's next.